Welcome to Investigative Post's Money in Politics. I'm Jeff Kelly, government and politics reporter with Investigative Post, and I'm talking with Ken Cruley. Ken produces Money in Politics, a weekly feature on our website that debuts this week. Each week, Ken will scour public databases that reveal who is giving what to our elected officials, and of course, why. Welcome, Ken. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. Ken, for this inaugural episode of Money in Politics, you looked at the fundraising of Sean Ryan. Ryan is currently state assemblyman for the 149th district, which stretches from the west side of Buffalo down to Hamburg. But the Democrat, Ryan, is running for the 60th district state Senate seat, the one vacated by Republican Chris Jacobs, who has moved on to Congress. You looked at Ryan's fundraising since he declared for the seat more than a year ago. What did you find? Well, I found that uh, he's been very aggressive about raising money for the uh, the Senate seat since he created this committee about 15 months ago. He uh, He's raised uh, approximately uh, $392,000 uh, from contributors. He also transferred from his assembly campaign account uh, uh, $212,000. So he's uh, accumulated a fairly, fairly large war chest in a fairly short period of time. And where has his money come from? Is it local money? Is it downstate? Well, uh, it is a mix, uh, but the the big money is coming from other parts of the state for the most part. Uh, when you look at uh, Ryan's numbers from July of last year through last uh, uh, week, October 2nd, the numbers show that uh, there's a very heavy preponderance of uh, of union money. A good chunk of it is coming from outside of uh, western New York. There uh, is a, a large lobbyist that donated substantially. Uh, Lyft uh, donated. Uh, there's been other others from uh, different parts of the state. Locally, uh, at least for the big dollar amounts, not so much. Uh, only a handful who gave him more than five thousand dollars cont- uh, out of the total of seventeen thousand people who contributed that amount of money in the uh, in the in the fifteen months of the campaign so far. So. Lots of union money, you say. Is that fairly, is that typical? Is that what you'd expect to see? Well, uh, unions uh, always traditionally contribute to Democrats, so that part is not unusual. I guess probably the thing that was interesting to me was the volume of the money that was coming from the unions. Uh, when you look at the, the top uh, six or eight uh, contributors that have that've come in, uh, we see substantial amounts of money uh, and uh, I, I think that's far uh, greater than some other campaigns that I've seen. Uh, it it uh, is a, a kind of a loaded f- with the the union funds, and it's not so much from less uh, from other organizations and individuals. Yeah, it, so almost four hundred thousand dollars since last July is the is the top line. It, is that a lot of money for a, a state senate candidate? Well, it didn't used to be. Uh, <laughs> it used to be much less. Uh, Back in the day, uh, a candidate for Senate who raised twenty or thirty or forty thousand dollars thought that he was in great shape. Uh, this is far dwarfing anything like that. However, when you look at some other state senators, including others around here in Western New York, uh, you see that uh, he's uh, trying to catch up in some respects with some others that are doing similar things as far as dollar amounts. Well, his Democratic uh, colleague in the state Senate, Tim Kennedy, is a money-making machine and, he, ha- and has been for the last four or six years. He certainly is. I, I took a look at uh, Kennedy's uh, uh, reports also. Uh, in the three reports that he filed in 2020, 
he raised uh, just under $656,000 just uh, in 2020. Uh, he spent uh, $348,000. He still has a balance, the balance as of October 2nd, of $1,060,000, which is an extraordinary amount of money for a, a Senate seat, extraordinary amount. It's an extraordinary amount for any seat in Western New York. I don't know of a politician who's had a war chest that big or needed one. Well, the, there have been instances where people who are running for mayor or county executive have, for their cycle, accumulated that kind of money, uh, but not for a state legislative seat, certainly. It's, uh, it's well beyond anything that, that we've seen. Uh, although, uh, if you take a look at some former members you might, or people departing, you might might put a footnote to that. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's go back to Sean Ryan for a moment. How about his opponent? Who is his opponent, and how's he doing in the fundraising realm? His opponent is uh, Josh Mertzloff, uh, and he, through October 2nd, has raised a little under $36,000, spent about eighteen, leaving him about a little over 17000 uh, He has a, had a, a total of four contributors over $1,000. Uh, by comparison, uh, Ryan had 17 contributors of $5,000 or greater, and uh, also a large number of donors uh, who contributed uh, $182,000. There were uh, a, a substantial number of people, 133 of them, who contributed uh, $1,000 or more. It's, it's almost as if the Republicans are conceding the seat to Ryan. Well, it, it is a Democratic seat by enrollment pretty heavily. Uh, the district is about 45 percent Dem, 21 uh, percent or 26 percent Republican, uh, some independents. Uh, so it's a pretty hard seat for any Republican to win, although, of course, the last uh, incumbent in that seat was uh, Chris Jacobs, who, uh, who served in that office for uh, several years. Right. And a couple of seats, a couple uh, of office holders before that was Mark Grisanti, who uh, was a Democrat turned Republican, although that was a sort of complicated uh, two-step he did there. Yeah, and a lot of his money came directly from Albany for various things. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you know, it's interesting. When I, uh, when I look at the money that Tim Kennedy has raised and the fairly uh, substantial amount that Sean Ryan has raised in just one year, uh, I am reminded that our last three mayors came from state Senate seats. It's a good place to raise money. It's a good place to position yourself for a citywide run. One of these, of course, is Mayor Byron Brown. Now, Brown, earlier this month, held a high-dollar fundraiser at Ellicott Development's 500 Pearl. The, the price tags on this, Ken, were, uh, were pretty high, even, even uh, by the mayor's standards. A single ticket was $600. For $10,000, you could buy a, a table of 10 and get a half hour alone with the mayor, apparently. Uh, no word yet on how successful it was. But the mayor has been actually fairly quiet uh, fundraising for the last half year or year. Uh, the drive for five, a fifth term for Brown, was really the talk of City Hall about a year ago, but it kind of fizzled out. Do you think a high-ticket fundraiser like this is an indication that Brown plans to run for re-election next year? Well, uh, he's probably trying to put himself at least in the position of being able to do that. Uh, the last report that we've seen from Brown was from last July, and he had a little under $116,000 in his account. So uh, for an incumbent mayor, that's fairly low amount of money. 
And so he may be wanting to run it up just to keep his options open, I suppose. Uh, but uh, a lot of it has to deal with whether there would be an opponent if he did decide to run for another term. At the moment, there's no one uh, a- actively pursuing that sort of a thing. So uh, I think the mayor may just be uh, protecting himself, positioning himself uh, for the uh, in, in case he has uh, wants to consider options, including run for running for a fifth term. Yeah, and you know, in the in recent uh, year, in the recent years, both Ryan and Kennedy have been talked about as potential mayoral candidates at some point. Uh, but Sean Ryan is just running for state senate right now. Uh, he would be leaving f- halfway through his first term, so that seems unlikely. And Kennedy is an ally of Mayor Byron Brown. He's likely, if he has designs on the mayor's office, as I think we all know he does. Uh, he's likely to wait for the mayor to uh, to step away from the office. Uh, of course, if the mayor were to leave for some reason, if uh, Joe Biden were elected president and, and offered the mayor a position and opened up the mayor's office, uh, I would think that within a day or two, Ken- Tim Kennedy would be declaring for mayor. And with a million dollars plus in his campaign account already, he would be pretty well positioned to scare away most people from challenging anything like that. Right. That might explain that hefty balance right there. It's a, it's a warning sign for other uh, other people who might want to be mayor. Uh, th- there's another option for elected officials who leave office uh, with substantial sums left in their campaign accounts, and maybe Byron has his eyes on, on that. Uh, you look at the examples of former Mayor Tony Masiello, former county executive Joel Giambra, and I'm, I'm sure you know some others. What did they do? Well, uh, Mayor Massiello has been out of office for about 15 years now, uh, and he's continued to maintain his, uh, his campaign account. Uh, I t- took a look at it as of uh, July, which was the last reporting period. He had a little over $75,000 in the account. Uh, interestingly, uh, his uh, biggest income was investments from uh, an investment firm, about $7,200, and his biggest, biggest expense was uh, paying the IRS uh, $1,700 in taxes. Uh, on, on, on that income. <laughs> on the income that he's made uh, keeping his account alive. Uh, Joel Jambra uh, has uh, just a, about the same dollar amount, a little under $76,000 for Joel. Uh, he doesn't show any uh, income coming into the account. Uh, the uh, they've, they've both... Uh, been active with lobbying, and uh, Tony very actively can, right now. Uh, uh, Mr. Jambra, not so much. I, don't, I think he's pretty much out of the lobbying business at the moment. Uh, there is one other person who's kind of in, in and out of the lobbying a bit, a little bit. Uh, that's uh, former, former Senator George Maziars. Uh, Maziars has more than $550,000 in his account. He's been out of office now for several years. Uh, there was some talk about him trying to run again for a seat this year it didn't happen. I'm not sure what uh, Senator Maziarz is planning to do with that money. So uh, there, there are former officials, and we can talk about this in a different program, probably a little more in depth. But there's a lot of a lot of uh, folks who maintain accounts long after they leave office. And maintaining and, and having a substantial balance in your account after you leave office, it sort of gives you immediate cachet as a lobbyist, right? Because you can continue to pass that money around, right? It's pretty easy to write a five thousand dollar check or some large amount to uh, to uh, contribute to get access. 
Uh, of course, they're doing it for the good of the uh, public, but uh, the access uh, might come along with that. And uh, uh, when you have a, a large kitty that's available for those things, then it does make it a little bit easier. Well, thank you, Ken, very much. That's Money in Politics for this week. Next week, Ken will be looking at the leading Western New York donors to the campaigns of Donald J. Trump and Joseph Biden. Thank you very much, Ken. Thank you very much, Jeff. You can follow Ken's work at politicsandstuff.com. And of course, keep coming back to investigativepost.org for our deep coverage of issues of importance to Western New York.